0: tonight is something the Lord has personally been dealing with me. So I'm going to talk to you about love. Can you say love? Love. Love. Thank you for all three of you. Can you say love? love? So love, you know, this is something that I feel like that you're going to see tonight is one of the most important things about Christianity, but I personally feel like it's one of the least talked about things. Or, you know, it's one of the least practiced things. It's things that people just don't think is very important and super significant. And as I've been studying the Word of God this week, the Lord's just been convicting me about love. And I want to tell you, because the thing that the Lord showed me is that there's a lot of people They're righteous people, right? They're church-going people. They don't drink or cuss or swear or chew. They don't hang out with boys or girls that do. They don't do any of that stuff. Uh, So they're holy living Christians, but they, they don't love anybody. Have you ever met somebody like that? That's like super religious, but whenever you talk to them, they're just not a loving person. They're not a kind person. Have you ever met anybody? I've met people like that. And the Lord told me that there's just so many Christians, there's so many people, that they're very religious, they're very maybe righteous in what they do, but we're forgetting the greatest command, which is love. So I'm going to talk about this tonight. Uh, so 1 John 3, 11-24. I want to just kind of read a couple of, of Scriptures to you and just share with you what the New Testament says about love and how important that this is. So to kind of give you some backstory here, If you were a part of the core meeting, uh, and I'll go ahead and open this up as well. If any of you, any of you are welcome to be a part of the core. If you're interested in being a part of the core, uh, you just need to come Mondays at six o'clock here at the church and we'll explain what it's all about. You can hear more about it and and you can decide if that's something you want to be a part of. Uh, But we were talking in the core meeting about this subject. And so I just want to give you a little bit of a backstory. So this is John, John at this point in the Bible. He was literally the last person that walked with Jesus physically that was alive. So think about this, John was an old, old man when he wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John in the Bible. So he was old and all of the people that were with him when he was young, right, when Jesus was on the earth, he walked with Jesus in the flesh for three years. He was one of his disciples. So John knew Peter, John knew James. John knew, well, John was John. He knew Jesus in the flesh. You know, he knew Apostle Paul. He knew these people. And now all of these other people had died off. And he's the last living Apostle that's on the earth. And he's writing this message. And so can you imagine, right? This new generation comes up. And they're just like, they've heard this message about Jesus who was alive just the generation before them. They've heard about those signs, the wonders, the miracles. They're all so hungry. They're all so thirsty. They're all so zealous about these things. And then, you know, they just come and they sit at this man's John's feet and they're asking John, John, we want you to just drop some revelation on us. They're like, John, you walked with Jesus. I want you to take us into that deep place. You know what I'm saying? That real deep... I want, I want to know the, the deep things of the Lord. And he says, okay. And then he starts talking to him, and he says, love one another. And they're saying, okay, John, we get that. Yeah, love one another. No, no, show us like the real thing, the deep things. And he says, no, you don't understand. So when you read this, you have to understand that he's an old man and he's, leaving, he's going to be leaving the earth soon. And this is the message. Right? All these people are looking to this guy as the last living apostle that walked with Jesus Christ, listening to what he has to say. Like, what's the most important thing that you could leave us with, leave this generation with? And he, and he teaches, if you read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, he teaches about love. He talks about love. And I want to show you, what does the Bible say about love? So, 1 John 3, chapter 3, starting verse 11, it says, This is the message you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Let me explain that. What John was saying, guys, and this is is my point. This is the core of my message that I'm just going to get straight to tonight. That we leave this thing in the dust. We leave love in the dust And we just like press on and focus on all these other things and he's bringing them back in saying, this is the message that you have heard Jesus preach, that you heard Paul preach, that you heard all the apostles. This is the message of the gospel. Love one another. We must not be like Cain, he says, uh, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. Why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. But if we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from, dead to, from death to life. Look at this. So what did, what, did Jay, what did John say was the true sign that you had been born again? Did he say that you, you, know, you could speak in tongues and roll around in the ground? Is that what he said? No, that's not what he said. Is it good to speak in tongues and have powerful encounters with the Lord? Absolutely, 100%. But He actually said this is the indicator that you've been born again, that you love one another. Amen. If a person has no love, it says a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them guys I want you guys to get this isn't this crazy you know because here's the thing how many times are we just so judgmental how many times we're gonna talk about what love is how many times do we tear somebody else down how many times do we just put you know talk about somebody gossip about somebody belittle somebody not care about what other people are going through not care about our brothers and sisters and we think right and we think because I'm serving God and and I'm doing all these things that I'm great and I'm high and I'm mighty and he actually says you don't understand if you have hatred in your heart you're a murderer at heart isn't that crazy I know a lot of Christians they say they love God but they have bitterness in their heart I know a lot of Christians they say they love God you know but they hate that person that did something wrong to them and this is what he says it says "Murderers." Don't a person who hates a brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And if you know and you know that a murderer doesn't have eternal life within them, this is crazy. Put the two dots together. Did you know that hating somebody can actually cause you to go to hell? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Hating somebody. Right. We all know, oh, homosexuality, that can cause you to go to hell. uh, you want to do drugs and run around and do all this crazy stuff and if you die that way then yeah that can cause you to go to hell but then we start talking about these things that is so commonly accepted in so many people's lives he says if you hate somebody you're a murderer at heart and you don't have eternal life within you wow verse 16 we know what real love is because jesus gave up his life for us so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters We're going to come back to that. What does it actually mean to love somebody? There's a key right there. Jesus gave up his life for us. So what do we need to do? We ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. We're going to return back to that that verse in a little bit. If someone, look at this. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Can you say actions? Action. If you ask most people, do you, do you love other people? What are they going to tell you? Yes. Right? Yeah, I love people. Yeah, I care about people. But then when it comes down to it, there's no action behind it. When it comes down to it, we say that we love people, but then we're Selfish. We say that we love people, but we're only concerned with ourselves. We're only consumed with ourselves. We only think about ourselves. We only think about our needs. We only think about our motives and agendas. It's really crazy. How can God's love be? Isn't that crazy to think? I want you to look to your left. Everybody look to your left. Now look to your right. These are your brothers. These are your sisters. This is your family. You know, the Bible says to see one of your brothers. I want you guys to hear me because I want our youth to love one another. I want our church to love one another. To see your sister hurting and then to just not care, right? I got my own stuff going on and, and oh, yeah, we don't really know her. We think yeah, that person's a little bit weird. We don't really know him. He's just a little bit strange. It says that you actually don't even know God. How can you have, you don't have God's love? in your heart if you see your or sister in need and you have no compassion for them wow think about that dear children let's not merely say that we love one another let's show the truth by our actions look at verse 19 our actions will show that we belong to the truth so we'll be confident when we stand before god look at uh let's skip down to verse 23 and 24 and this is Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, let's go to 22. And it says, and we will receive from Him whatever we ask because we obey Him and do the things that please Him. And this is His command. Guys, I want to teach you something tonight. A lot of people don't understand this. When the New Testament talks about command, can you say command? Command. You know, we're not underneath what the Bible calls the Law of Moses. In the law of Moses, they had to kill animals as sacrifices. In the law of Moses, you know, they, they couldn't eat certain things, they couldn't do certain things. There's still Christians trying to live underneath that law. They don't understand. This is, whenever the Bible talks about command, this is the command that, that, that we have as New Testament believers. Look what he says this is his command. We must believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as He commanded us." Wow. So what does God want from us? Two main things. Number one, believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Right? Everybody understands that. Everybody understands that we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ in order to be saved, but we completely throw this other thing to the wayside. This is the command of the New Testament. Not only should you believe in Jesus Christ, you must love one another. So it's crazy. When you actually get saved, you're committing to two things. You're committing to lay your life down and serve the Lord Jesus Christ and believe unto Him, number one. And then number two, you're actually making a commitment the moment that you get saved to give yourself, even if it means giving up your own life for your Christian brothers and sisters. Wow, man, that's crazy. Guys, can I just tell you, the church, and I'm not just talking about our church, the church, Christians don't love each other this way. Yeah. We must believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. We must love one another just as He commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments, so say commandments. commandments. What's, what commandments are, is He talking about? Right? Most people will automatically go back to the, like, right the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses. No, the commandment to believe under the Lord Jesus Christ and to love one another. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know that he lives in us because the spirit he, give, he gave us lives in us. So think about this. The Bible says if you obey his commandments, you remain in fellowship with him. That's believing in Jesus Christ and loving one another. So what does that mean? If you don't obey those commandments, you cannot have fellowship with God. What does that mean? Let's break it down. If you don't love other people, you cannot have fellowship with God. Are y'all with me? Flip over to 1 John chapter 4. Just skip down. It's on the same page on my Bible, verse 7 through 21. It says, verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. Look at this, guys. So look, as you read through this, you just hear Him saying the same thing again and again and again. Say, love one another. another. What does God want me to do? He wants you to love people. He wants you to love your brothers and your sisters. Let us continue to love one another for love comes from God anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him this is real love not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins guys that's actually a picture of true love You know, most people, including Christians, they only love those that love them first. Isn't that the culture that we live in? I'll like you if you're nice to me. If if you don't make fun of me, then I'll love you. If you believe what I believe, then I'll love you. If you don't speak against me, then I love you. But the Bible says that this was true love. Before we ever even love God... God sent Jesus Christ to die for us. That means that Jesus was willing to lay down His life even when we were His enemies. So what does it mean to really love somebody? It means even if a person spits in your face and mocks you, that you would be willing to give up your life for that person. Are y'all with me tonight? Yes, sir. I hope that this doesn't disinterest you because this is really... This is like the main message of the New Testament. You're going to see this in a moment. It says, this is real love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. Check this out. But if we love each other, God lives in us. Say, God lives in us. You know, the Bible teaches that the church... The church is not this building. We are the church. Do you know that? That The Bible says that when we come together, we are actually God's dwelling. We are the place which the Holy Spirit dwells when we come together. So it says God lives in us. And His love is brought to full expression in us. Guys, I want to show you something that's amazing. Did you know that people can't see God? Do you know that God's invisible? Right, I was in prayer this morning. I went for a walk down my road. I had an awesome time in prayer. The Holy Ghost was just... I was asking questions to the Lord and the Lord speaking to me, not by an audible voice, but by my spirit. If you don't understand that, stick around and, and we'll help you understand what I'm, what I'm saying. But when I was talking to God, it wasn't like talking to Bryston. It wasn't like God just showed up and me and Him were chatting. You can't see God. Right. God is a spirit. You have to understand this. I'm not trying to get too deep, but the Bible says in the beginning, he created the heavens, say the heavens and the earth, say the earth. So that means that there is another reality called the heavens that is just as real as the ground that you're standing on right here. So though you can't see the heavens, it is equally as real. It's a different it's it's a different like reality than the earth that we're on right now and god the bible says that jesus christ is seated in heavenly places so why can't we see him with our physical eyes because he's not physically on the earth right the heavens govern the earth but he's in the heavens so the bible says nobody can see god but he lives in us and, and and his His love is brought to full expression in us. So let me read this one more time and see if you get this. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and His love is brought to full expression in us. You know what that means? That means on on the people looking out, right? They can't see God face to face, but the Bible says that when me and you as Christian brothers and sisters begin to love one another the way that the Bible says that we are to love one another, that it will look just like looking straight into the face of God himself. Isn't that powerful? Why is it that that a generation can't see God? Maybe it's because a generation of Christians have risen up that don't love one another. Because if we love one another, they would see the full expression of God Himself in the church. Isn't that powerful? God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. Furthermore, we have seen God with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. I'm going to read down to verse 21. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Can I give you some encouragement? If I'm going to teach you tonight what love is practically. What do we need to do to love one another according to the Bible? So you may be listening to this saying, John, I don't love people like that. Can i tell you i'm not here to condemn you let me tell you something none of us because of our flesh nature this isn't just some natural thing right you may have that problem like john i actually do have a problem letting things go i actually do have a problem with bitterness i actually do have a problem because something has happened to me it says but as we continue as we continue to live in god our love grows more perfect what does that mean that, there's a promise that the Lord is saying, if that's where you're at tonight, that's okay. You can still come and follow me. And as you make the decision to walk with God every single day and give your life to Jesus Christ, you will be, you'll begin to, your love will begin to grow more perfect. So we will live and not be afraid on the, judge, on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. It says, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. It says, we love each other because He loved us first. If someone says, I, look at this guys, if someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how can we love God whom we cannot see? And He has given us this commandment. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. Flip over to Matthew twenty-two, thirty-four 34-40 real quick. So I'm just giving you, what does the Bible say about love? Matthew 24, 22, 34-40. Matthew 22, 34-40. through 40. It says, When the Pharisees heard that He had silenced the Sadducees with His reply, this is talking about Jesus, they met together to question Him again. One of them, an expert of religious law, tried to trap Him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Guys, this is so important. Somebody actually asked Jesus. Right? They asked Jesus out of all of this. So here's a message for us tonight. Out of all of this, what is the most important thing? Look what he says. Did I lose my place? There it is. Jesus replied, verse 37, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself so think about this they're asking jesus right jesus is paying our tithes the most important thing he said look listen to me guys it's important but it's not the most important thing Jesus, you know, is, is, is going out and preaching to everybody the most important thing. He says, look, it is most important thing, but I'm going to break this down for you to understand. He says, this is the most important thing. If you're going to get something, get this love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. This is crazy. It says the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. So this is what Jesus was trying to say, because people can get so wrapped up in how do I follow God? You know, we have this long list of stuff that I should do and I shouldn't do. And, you know, we get into this like religious thing. And Jesus actually says, here's the most two important things. Love God with everything that's within you and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you do those things, you will actually fulfill the entirety of Scripture. Isn't that crazy? If I want to live a a biblical life, right? I need to wake up every day. I need to do 10 Hail Marys. I need to spin around. And I need to quote from the book of Romans and then 1 Corinthians and then Revelation. And we get so wrapped up in all this stuff. Jesus actually said, no, if you'll actually just love God with everything that's within you and love people as you love yourself. By doing that, you will fulfill everything that's in this word. Amen. Turn to 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to ask answer the question, why is love important? So I just kind of told you what what the Bible says about love. Jesus literally said it's the most important thing when they asked him, "What's the most important commandment?" He said, "Love to love to love." You know, I know preachers sometimes we even get so zealous because we love God. We love the word of God and we just have the strong conviction. And then you begin to like take out things that frustrate you on other people. Right. I want to tell you, what's the most important thing? Love, loving people. First Corinthians 13. So why is this important? Why is it important that I learn how to love people? Write this down if you're taking notes tonight. Number one if you don't have love, you don't have anything. If you don't have love, you don't have anything. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to read one through three. Paul writing this says, look, get this. If you read 1 Corinthians 12, it's the chapter about spiritual gifts, right? And I don't know what background you guys come from. I don't know your experience with this, but a lot of Christians, they're so concerned with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? Speaking in tongues and prophesying and healing people. And I want to tell you, all of that is absolutely wonderful. It's for today. We can walk in all of those things. But look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. If I could speak in all the languages of the earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. This is so cool. Look at verse two. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, say all knowledge. knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. You know, it's so crazy. I'm not trying to talk over your heads, but if you read first Corinthians 12, it's the, it's the chapter about gifts. Did you know that speaking in tongues is a gift? Did you know prophesying is a gift? Did you know there's a faith, a gift called faith? Yeah. So what is Paul saying? He is literally saying, he's talking to people, even ministers. He's saying you could be the most anointed person on the face of the planet. You could prophesy like nobody can prophesy. You could have faith that moves mountains. But if you don't love people, you accomplish absolutely nothing. Wow. If you don't have love, you don't have anything. You know, and I don't know where you're at, but there's people, they want, the, and this is why the Bible teaches us, they want the gifts of the Spirit, right? They like, they like, I want to preach. Some of you said, I want to be a youth pastor. Who is that? Youth pastor, an evangelist. Right? So that's something that like I want to be able to preach well. I want to be able to teach well. But can I tell you, everything has to be rooted in the heart for loving people. Because what good is it? This is what the Bible is saying. If you want a microphone for the sake of of just like getting up here and getting applause and everybody thinking, wow, you're so awesome. You're so gifted. You're the best preacher I've ever heard in my entire life. The Bible says you gain absolutely nothing. You should desire to be excellent in what you do, but it has to actually come from a place of, Lord, I want to be an excellent preacher because I love people and people are going to hell and people need to hear the Word of God and everything that you do rooted from a place of love for other people. Isn't that awesome? If you don't have love, you don't have anything. So he goes on to say, he said, if I had faith that could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Why did Jesus say it's the most important thing? because you can do all of these other things that are right things to do but if you miss love then you've missed it all but if you get love then you get everything else does that make sense to everybody yeah so why is this important number 1 if you don't have love you don't have anything number 2 Jesus said it's the most important we just read that in Matthew 22:34 through 40 I wrote by doing this everything else will follow But by trying to do everything out with everything else, without this, you waste your time and accomplish nothing. All right, let's get down to this point now. What does it mean to love? So we talked about what the Bible says about love. This this command that John's telling him, you have to love other people. This is the command that was passed down from Jesus Christ Himself. We just read why it's important. Jesus said it's the most important thing that you could ever do. He said if you don't love, you can be talented, gifted, anointed, and you will leave this earth and accomplish absolutely nothing. So here's the thing. What does it mean to love? How do I love? I've asked myself this question as I was reading 1 John Chapter 3 and 4 this week, and I began to see it, my heart began to break, and I said, Lord, I see that I need to love people. I need to love them better. I need to give myself to loving people more than I am right now. And I had to ask myself the question: what does that mean? How do I love people? So let me break a couple points down to you. Number one, write this down. Love is action. First John 3:18. Love is ac- Can you say love is action? Let me read 1 John 3.18. My dear children, it says let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. So what am I trying to get at, guys? Love is not just simply kissing up to somebody and trying to make them feel good and say, oh man, I love you. Yeah, I love you. But then when it comes down to it, you put yourself above them. That's not love. Love is not saying something. Love is an action. So you need to understand that. Love is an action. Say, love is an action. action. So what is that action? Write this down for point number two. What is that action? Is putting someone's needs as equal as your own. I want to challenge you in this way i'm going to turn back to matthew 22 i'm almost done here matthew 22 34 through 40 so again we just read that they asked jesus what's the most important command he said in verse 37 you must love the lord your god with all your heart your soul your mind the first This is the first and greatest command. And he said, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I want to kind of break this down. The point was putting someone's needs as equal as your own. Jesus told us what it means to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I was thinking about that this week. What does it mean to love somebody as I love myself? How many of you get hungry? Raise your hand. How many of you get hangry? Anybody get hangry, right? You need a Snicker Bar? Like you're just not you when you're hungry. You need, you know, you need, before you turn into the Sasquatch. Anybody ever seen those commercials? Yeah. You know, I've done that. I've had days, yes, I want to tell you guys, sometimes whenever I get out of youth, right, we hang out talking to people, praying for people, get home. I have to run a van route. I get home, and uh, my wife, she's got two babies, and we're sitting there trying to make sure. The babies are fed and I'm sitting there like, man, I'm so stinking hungry. The Lord literally showed me this is what it means to love somebody. It's not just saying, yeah, I love you. Yeah, hey, brother. Hey, bro, I'm here for you. Yeah, you know, if you ever need me, you can call me. Talk is cheap. Loving somebody is literally saying, you know what? I'm going, if, if Claire's hungry, I'm going to personally treat like the thing that, that she needs as if it was my own need. Isn't that crazy to think about? While Kalani tells me, Pastor John, I have this need. Or, hey, Hannah, I have this need. Bryson, I have this need. It's not going to be, hey, bro, okay, I'll pray for you. You know we're here for you. No, it's literally like, I'm going to personally take this on as if it was a need in my own life. That's what we just read in 1 John where he said, in those, if you have enough to live on, and yet you see your own brother who's in need, and you show no compassion for them, how can God's love be in you? What does it mean, guys, when you see your friends, when you see your your Christian brothers and sisters hurting, that you literally take that grief on yourself as if it was you that was going through that thing? Isn't that what Paul said? He said, I weep I weep with those that are weeping. I laugh with those that are laughing. When I'm with the Jews, I'm a Jew. When I'm... I mean, there's a, an element that he was talking about that's like he loved people. And he loved them to the point where he took their needs on as if they were their, his own. Are you guys with me? What if we cared for each other like that? You know that it would be extremely hard to leave a community that cared for each other like that? You wouldn't find it anywhere else. It this isn't just about a church service, this is about each this is about people. We're called to each other. Amen. Amen. So uh, look at John 15:13, and I'm about to close John 15:13 it says So we said, what does it mean to love? Number one, love is action. Number two, love is putting someone's needs as equal as your own. Number three, love is being willing to give anything, even your life. 1st uh, I'm sorry, John 15, 13. Look what the Bible says. And then go ahead and mark 1 John 4, 11. We're going to flip over there. So John 15, 13, it says this. There is no greater love, right? So here's the extent. You want to know how can I love people? The Bible actually says there's actually no greater display of love than to lay one's life down or to lay down one's life for one's friend. Think about that. That's what Jesus Christ did for us, right? He literally laid His life down for us. So if you're asking, how can, I lay, how, can I, how can I love my brother? How can I love my sister? How can I love the people that are in the family of God? It's literally giving, giving, giving yourself to that person even to the point where it costs you your own life. That's what Jesus Christ did for us. And that's what we're commanded to do. Can you imagine being loved by somebody like that? Can you imagine somebody being for you like that? In your corner like that? That is the church. That's the New Testament church. So it says, leave that Scripture back up one more time. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. 1 John 4.11. Flip back over there as I said. 1 John 4.11 says, Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. So basically, the way that God loved others is how we should love each other. What did Jesus do? He laid down His life. Look at this. While we were His enemies. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that crazy? Guys, I'm telling you, we need to have a harsh position on sin because it's sending people to hell. But like, lost people are not are. are, listen to me, people that are lost are not our our enemies. I see church, and I, I came out with a video last week and showed a very clear stand on what the Bible says about homosexuality. It wasn't from a place of hatred. It was from a place of biblical fact what the Bible says. But can I tell you, Like the people that do that, they're not our enemies. How many times do you just see Christians just like bashing the world, bashing people, hating? They're not our enemies. Hate the sin, right? But love, even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So this is my final point tonight. 1 Corinthians 13. Flip back over there. I know I've had you flipping around a lot. So what does it mean to love? I'm going to give you some characteristics of love. Flip down to verse 4. Love is. So if you want to know what is love, well, here's a Bible-like description of what love in action looks like. Love is patient. Say patient. Love is kind. Man, if I, I want to go home tonight, you kids, right? What does it mean? I'm not going to go home tonight. I'm, I'm going to love people. I'm going to love my family. I'm not going to go home tonight and just start giving lip to my mom. Sassing off, going home like i got a bad attitude, like something's wrong. Literally, what does it mean to love? It means being patient, being kind. I know sometimes we're justified, right? Sometimes even people in our own own family, they come at you and they do something that's actually not even right. Like you're in the right and they're in the wrong. But the Bible doesn't say we just squash them like a bug and we're going to, oh my gosh, attack them. Literally, even if you're wrong, you're patient with that person. It means being patient, kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. Man, what does it mean to truly love somebody? They sinned against you last week. What What do you say to them this week? I forgive you. No, seriously, Like I don't even hold it over you. I completely love you. I completely forgive you. I want to tell you, God loves you. I'm here for you. That's what it means to love. It has no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful, and it endures through every circumstance. The Lord told me we need to commit to those things in loving one another. Are you guys with me? Yes, so I'm going to leave you with this. If, if you've struggled with this, I love reading through the New Testament because the Bible says, it talks about how, how the love that we have received by the Holy Spirit so if you've struggled with, hey, you know what, John, in my life, I'm just not like I'm not naturally that type of person. But I see what you're saying, I see what the Bible says, and I know that I need to change some things. Can I tell you? The Holy Ghost will help you. If you will actually get in God's presence and just pray and say, Lord, I I want to love people better. I want to love my friends better. I want to love my brothers and sisters better. I want to love the church better. I want to love my family better. I want to love my parents better. I want, to, I want to serve you better. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Ghost will help you. The places that you thought, right? The, the things that you thought you'd never be able to let go of. The Holy Ghost will help you let go of those things. He'll help you forgive. He'll give you a love for people that in your mind, it just doesn't even make sense for you to love those people. But you do. Are you all with me? Hallelujah. Well, let me just pray. I'm going to dismiss you tonight. Father, we love you. We thank You for Your Word. I thank You that the Holy Ghost spoke uh, through the Word tonight uh, and, and just brought correction, convicted us, inspired us, brought instruction to us. Let everybody leave encouraged. Let everybody leave inspired. And let everybody leave on assignment to put this Word into action because we know Your Word says that faith is not just believing something's true. Faith without works is dead. So let us put it into action in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen, guys. I love you so much. You are dismissed. Hopefully I'll see you Sunday. Love you guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me as I shared the word of God. If you would like to become more than just a casual listener and want to give to our ministry, you can do so in the following ways. For credit or debit, go to www.nbchuntington.org donate. For PayPal, you can send it to NBC Huntington. For Cash App, use dollar sign capital N-B-C-H-T-X-20. Thank you so much. I pray God blesses you abundantly. Until next time, this is John Wallace.